Hey, Peter. Hey. It's just another Manic Monday. You know what I'm saying? This is how we do it. Seven steps, seven steps. Wish it were Sunday. Hump day. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. I can't control the volume of my voice. <laughs> well, that's what post-production is for. Just making it harder on Andrew. Sometimes right. I feel like it's my job to make it harder on Andrew. And I feel bad about that. Well, we've, we've tried before and, and we've not been able to trip him up, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> there have been a couple times, though, where things have slipped through. Oh, have they? Some oh, curse words? yeah. Some, a whole bunch of... Okay. There, yeah, there's some things. Okay. Yeah, and just, no, one's, no one's infallible here. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, today, we're talking about seven-step syllabus to becoming a functioning jazz musician. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, this is from a question from one of our longtime Open Studio members. So normally, we, we might not put together something so uh, organized as this. Mm. Uh, but but I'll just th- this was the question that came in from Otiano uh, via Facebook. If you were to create a chart of progression in terms of things to learn, like a syllabus, from just learning jazz to being a functional jazz musician, what would it be? Yeah, and we we haven't done that. <laughs> well, we kind of have we the have. courses, but it's I mean we don't have time in in twelve minutes to go through all of our piano courses. But he's really asking about a jazz musician, so we wanted to make this agnostic by instrument as much as we could. And we kind of we kind of just made a list of things pr- to prioritize, I would yeah. say, as opposed to like do this then do that because that is literally the courses we make here at OpenStudioJazz.com. Yeah, yeah. But we do kind of have them. I think these are a nice little order that we got them in Agreed. too. It, Agreed. it will work. I mean, you you're need, you're going to need to be learning about it, and I think thinking about all these concepts as you're going through you it's not like you finish one and then you move on. They're they're sort of building upon one one another. But I think if you go in this general order and use this as more like kind of a uh, 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 guidelines and, and, and sort of a, a like a big scale map totally. as you're going. And totally. then you can kind of get in and get more granular with each of them. How's yeah, that sound? So that's great. Now we have okay. seven. You won't believe what number five is. But what's... Uh, <laughs> what's we won't believe what number one what, is. Well, what is number one? <laughs> listen. Oh, well, that we will shocker. Believe. <laughs> yeah, so number one. We got seven steps here. Number one is listen because you have to do it first. You have to do it early, often, mm. and you have to overdo it. Yeah. You have to... I mean, we cannot stress this enough, so we do stress it enough. But the idea is that we're seeing all the different ways that we can apply active listening to our development as artists, as musicians, as jazz players, as improvisers. There's always like there should never be a chance of like, hmm, how should I approach this? It should be listen. It's like you take a bat. Every time you think about doing something that doesn't involve listening, somebody hits you over the head with it. (laughs) It says, listen, listen, listen. It should be that much a part of your routine. Now, what are we listening to? Recordings. Hmm. Other people that you're playing with, mm-hmm. yourself, yeah, silence. Mm. What's wrong with listening to a little bit of silence? Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Um, but your surroundings, your surroundings. I mean, but the whole thing is, it's like, it's like if you're a chef, you're constantly tasting. I think I don't know. You know more about this because your wife's a chef. You're kind of a chef, right? You have to be tasting. You have to. You, you uh, ABT, right? Don't always they? Be, good always, chefs are always tasting. Always be tasting. So I mean that that because that is how their artistry is. Uh, manifested by how the food tastes. And I mean, there's smell and there's ambience and all these things, but the 
the the core element of it. So for music, it's how it sounds. So sure. we're constantly listening and we're developing as listeners. And the only way you do, you develop that is by actually doing it. And to lean into that chef met- metaphor a little bit more, but it's exactly what you talked about with how musicians, we're listening to other musicians, we're listening to recordings, we're listening to ourselves that we record, yeah. we're listening to the what surrounds us. I mean, like chefs will, you know, they're always going to other restaurants, they're tasting, you know, yeah. their mother's cooking, they're tasting their own right. cooking a bunch of as they're mama. cooking. Yeah. But that's all part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, number well, but think about this too. Sorry, just to, to, to dovetail that last thing. They're taste. They're, they're tasting like, and we're going to listen. They're going to taste, but they're doing it differently than we taste. Like when we're eating, we're like socializing. Oh, this tastes yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though they're like, mm, what is the balance of this? What is the what is this missing? What is this? And we have to learn right. to listen in that way. Very active, very pro level, Agreed. not not pedestrian level. Agreed. Okay. Number two is swing. Now, swing yes. is one of the foundational principles of jazz, and it's something that you need to listen for. These are one of the things we're actively listening yes. for. And and what is it? Well, that's a great question that nobody knows the answer to, but you know it when you hear it. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things where it's it's. A, a language that unlike say harmonic elements of jazz or yeah. melodic content of jazz swing you can break down in a notated way but it's hard to actually notate the way that some people swing yeah and so it's one of those things that's better felt than it is read yeah or any experience any other way you have to listen to a lot of swing a lot of swinging musicians and digest internalize remember be able to draw up have your own uh, arsenal of rhythmic vocabulary to draw from. That's the only way it works. Yeah, and I mean, it gives you confidence. For sure. You know, you have to know this, but it's such an es- es- essential element to being able to play and understand and interact in this music that it's just something that we're constantly putting a focus on. Um, now, I would just say that swing, too, I don't see that just as tang, tang, ta tang. No, 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 no. As a swing beat. There's a lot of different grooves that exist within this music, some of which haven't even been invented or played yet. But swing is more of like an attitude with like towards groove i would say that we bring as jazz players yeah i mean i I would say there's swing in all kinds of music in reggae and bluegrass and all sorts of stuff that that to me qualifies as a a swing a swinging musician you know what i mean so that's what you should be listening for yeah and totally foundational which i think you said right at the beginning very important that, that we that we lay this as that foundation and constantly revisit and maintain maintain it another foundational element that's very specific to jazz is number three blues that's right yeah. And so, yeah, this is, you know, similar to swing in that it's a, probably for us has a much and I, I think should have a much broader definition than just like banana. I'm playing the blues, Da-na-na-na, which is pretty good, though. I liked it. Yeah. Actually, I was feeling I mean, it. so it's not just the so-called typical what somebody would think of as blues, but it's really that blues sensibility. It's that blues foundation that this music is built upon that yeah. almost all like modern american music actually is built upon rock and roll and r&b absolutely gospel true. all these different things. so true so like understanding the blues having a deep understanding of the blues the blues influences the blues connotations all these different kind of things is so important learning the different types of blues learning how to navigate blues learning blues inflections to put in your playing is such an important part you know, to becoming a functional jazz musician, they, I mean, like, it's essential. All these things are essential. But blues is foundational and essential and mandatory. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number four. Uh, this is one I put on um, that I think is actually really crucial to becoming a complete musician, and especially yeah. as your progress, is learning the roles of the instruments that you're playing with. Yeah. <clears throat> learning the role of 
primarily of your instrument. If you're a pianist, learning what that means. Leader. What, what is typically, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, getting paid a little bit more. But no, I was just kidding. All my bass player and drummer friends out there. No, but knowing what your role is in the band, I think is very important so that uh, at least from, you know, um, and you, that doesn't mean that you always have to stay within that role. No, but traditionally, that traditionally the pianist role is to correct everybody else. But that's not the only thing we can do. <clears throat> but once you're, you're once you're comfortable knowing your role, what what your role is, uh, if that's piano or bass or whatever, to learn uh, about as much about other instruments you're playing with to, you know, go get some drums, go Get a bass if you yeah. can. You can find some of these instruments fairly cheaply. Steal a set. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you know, borrow whatever and Big understand borrow, steal. the physics, understand, uh, you know, the limitations, understand the strengths of each of these instruments yeah. that you're working with, understand what a trumpet player is going through, Yeah. understand how they make sound and why you probably can't write a bunch of long tones for six minutes straight. I yeah. learned that the hard way. Ooh, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, but, you know, this is... I think trumpet it's, players die in that experiment? A couple <laughs> did. I think uh, this is actually a... a uh, undervalued um, uh, element of learning about music. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, what we've been talking about earlier has really been foundational. You know, listen, number one, two, swing, three, blues. This is a little bit more specific, but this can go a long way. This is more like tactical in terms of really being a functional jazz musician For sure. and the different ways that we actually function and operate as as jazz players. Because that jazz can really is, help you. Because jazz is is spontaneous composition yeah. and social and it's a social music. Well, yeah, right. but but, but um, because it's it's you know think about yourself as a composer and a composer has to know the orchestra. Right, has to know how these instruments function. So yep. that's part of it. Good. Uh, number five, repertoire. Mm. Now I put on this. Now we're getting into more like you know, in terms of like the continuum of this. You've got your foundations. You're kind of learning what's happening, um, but you need to learn how to apply this and how you're going to fit in. You know, playing with other players because it is a social music. So we're learning about the roles of the instruments where we fit in with our particular instrument and the different possibilities, uh, which are great for all all instruments. Uh, but then what are we going to play? So it's like that foundational repertoire. This is the language. Uh, and, and it's the language of how it's actually manifested. It's like the shared stories that we have in this For music. Sure. So, you know, we're learning these by listening. And, of course, swing and blues are going to be a huge part of that repertoire. They're going to kind of typify in terms of the grooves and that blues foundation. So we'll have that. But learning those tunes, like we talked about the 17 tunes, you got to know it goes way beyond that. But working on that is where we can really start to develop as we get the improv skills and the other skills that we need through repertoire. We're not learning it in a vacuum. Yeah, no, and repertoire can teach you those improv skills. If you learn a bunch of Charlie Parker heads, a bunch of monk tunes, a bunch of cool tunes, a bunch of funk tunes, you're going to develop a knack for that language uh, even deeper. Uh, Number six is to socialize, uh, to get out there with other musicians, to listen and learn. I'm a huge proponent of this. For me, this is part of a, 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 a... trident if mm. you will of learning anything trident or three-headed monster it doesn't matter <laughs> it's some kind of trifecta but if you wanted to learn anything whether it's jazz or french or tennis yep. but finding a community where you can learn things from yep. from people who are close to you in yep. skill level and but and can be like hey you know you should try this or listen to this or do this with your hand and just these little things that a community only can get you yeah and just opportunities to play you know yeah and i mean look i mean if you're a pianist could you in theory never talk to anyone or play with anyone and, and become a functional jazz pianist yeah probably could you but, be a functional human probably not <laughs> probably not but i mean it's 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 so much more fun and and, and so much more interesting and your artistry and your story can be discovered i think so much quicker and easier 
if at all, yeah. through interaction with others. Totally you know, agree. this is a social music. Art is social. Like we're, and and so when you open yourself up to that and say, okay, I'm going to get out and learn from other musicians and interact, and and it gets you out of your thing of like, I want to do this. I'm this. I'm me, 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 me. Yeah. Um, in into this space that's super exciting and interesting and it's just like learning anything i mean it's like if you're a tennis player yeah you can play against the wall and you can learn the strokes you can watch youtube videos or yeah. or have a teacher or whatever but then once you start playing with people yeah. humans yeah. not just machines you know it's totally different it's totally different then then you start to really learn that's true and it's fun yeah it's fun we're supposed to be having fun right ideally with jazz ideally okay <laughs> Uh, what's number seven? Number seven. Oh, this is our last one. I'm sad, man. This is fun. Yeah. I feel like we're fully. It's like you bring up a child and then they're grown. What do you do with them? You you can't wait for them to get out the house and then once they're grown, you want you want to keep them there. Um, number seven is to gig, to play, to do it, like to to be the thing that you've been training to be. Don't wait until you get a certificate or we tell you it's allowed. Like all these things. I mean, there is a chronology as we said, but this is something that you're always doing. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Like, do yep. be what you're saying you want to be a functional jazz musician. So you have to wake up at a certain point and say, "I'm a functional jazz musician," and it's generally going to be earlier than you're going to want or feel comfortable. But that's going to be that last step of your progression and your, um, you know, the manifestation of your artistry and, and and story to be able to come out. Yeah, you got to play as much as possible from as early as possible because there's just no getting around the fact that you're going to have to fail a lot. Yeah. in front of people before you get better yeah right we all have that's yeah. what we did you know as kids yeah. <laughs> you and i but that's what you do and yeah. that's and there's there's no substitute for it you can't replicate it in the practice room it's just part of it you have to get up there you have to play like a hundred bad solos before you have a great that's solo. right that's you right. have to write bad tunes before you write good tunes there's just no getting out of that one there's none and it's and it, if you start to embrace the journey and can i mean look it's never fun to sound bad but it it can be fun to like surprise yourself. And I think we all have the ability to do that even when we're in our formative uh, developmental stages, which we're really always in. It's just a matter of what part of it you are. But I think that as you start to be able to enjoy the process of playing, and that's why like number six, socialize them, play with other musicians that are better than you and, and, and get out with them. Then it's fun. You know, it's just like playing tennis. Even if you're not very good, try to find somebody that'll tolerate you that'll that's better than you. I mean, their game's probably going to be, knocked down because they're playing with you but it's great for you because you get to kind of rise to the occasion and always remember that the music is there to help all of us rise like that's the real you know boat that that bring the the water the tide that pulls up all the boats oh, sorry that was right and even higher oh. it's rising yeah it's rising yeah, yeah. i like it sorry um so yeah yeah, awesome. thank you, uh, Otieno. Otieno, yeah, thank you. Longtime member, always, you know, has asked questions for the last several years. Really thoughtful, in, in, thoughtful and yeah. intelligent questions. Really appreciate, it. love you. And um, we are sponsored. Okay, I'm not going to do as sloppy of a segue as yesterday because you laugh. Was that yesterday? Two days ago. Two days ago, man, man that was hilarious. Man, you had trouble. Like you had some physical. You had some tears coming. I mean, tears we were joy? talking about such a heavy subject, <laughs> and it was such a, a abrupt segue into a sales pitch that I just really stuck. It <laughs> turned my head around, buddy. It was well, today's going to be a little easier because we're functional jazz musicians now. Um, so it makes sense that we're sponsored by Open Studio, the home of much better than even just functioning professional jazz musicians. We are jazz lessons from jazz legends. Did you know that? Well, you might say we're functioning jazzaholics. <laughs> we are functioning jazzaholics, exactly. We love jazz here. We love to help others uh, 
you know, discover ways to grow in, in their musicianship. That's really what we're all about. And um, we're at an all new platform. It's a very exciting time. I mean, you know, for me personally and, and, and to, for the whole team, for all of us together to be able to present this great new home, openstudiojazz.com yes. is, is the place to go. And we have You'll Hear It Premium, which is really just, you know, still taking off nicely. We got a bunch of charter members already in the mix. We thank yes. you guys for that. If you want to jump on that charter bandwidth, and you like to save money. If you don't like to save money, don't worry don't about it. Worry about it. Wait yeah. till next week. Yeah, yeah. But if you like to save money, jump on this soon because this is limited time offer, charter membership, $5 a month. I mean, that is what, – what did you say the other day? It was less than your cappuccino. So I go to Blueprint almost every morning yeah. for a cappuccino. That's, what is that, a $7 cappuccino? It's a five fifty cappuccino. Yeah. I mean, it is spectacularly delicious. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it. Well, you'll hear a premium is spectacularly delicious, I might say. So you shouldn't yeah. feel bad about that either. Yeah. And it's going to get you bonus episodes. We've already got a couple queued up there, a couple already on the site, available, um, access to the archive. So if you ever want to um, binge listen to our early episodes, you know, 100 or so or more, I guess, are only available this way because you can't get them on the regular feed. Uh, the Facebook group, uh, which is available, this is the, the easiest way to get into our secret private Facebook group. Shh. It's the only way to get in there, um, except for, you know, all access pass or whatever. Um, we got a bunch of things coming. Q&As, exclusive, some behind-the-scenes content we're going to do. Um, speak pipes. Speak pipes. This is the only way to leave speak pipe. Henceforth, you get a nice discount on You'll Hear It swag. So you can get your T-shirts. We're looking at some coffee mugs. I thought coffee mugs would be fun. Hey, I would love if, a coffee mug. somebody mug. asks for a coffee mug, we're going to do that. Can it be a good coffee mug, though? Can it not be oh, a crappy one? I mean, how are our shirts? Our shirts are quality. It's called You'll Hear Premium. It's not called You'll Hear It Crappy. <laughs> Maybe we should have. This is this is You'll Hear It Crappy. No, no. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> we should do an offer. We should offer one where we pay people. <laughs> right, and for a crappy really experience. Crappy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, join us there. You can go to You'll Hear It.com or Open Studio Jazz, either one, uh, to get on that. And um, we hope everybody has a great Monday. We love you. Yeah. You'll hear it.